Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You're listening to Adjust Your Way to 100K, the show that gives you insight on a very profitable career in the insurance adjusting industry. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and share with anyone looking to get into a lucrative career. Wow, today, everyone, this we've been working on this for a while. And just like when you deal with any adjusters, you know, we're doing this on a Sunday. We're making it quick <laughs> outside of hurricane season. We have them here, Corey and Rebecca Shoemate, both of you. Thank you so much for being there. How are you doing today? Hey, Soleil. Good, good to be here. Thank awesome, you so awesome. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate everything that you're doing and the presence that you're representing um, for the industry. Um, I just so appreciate the time and effort and all of your resources that you provide. Totally. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Because we all know in this industry that time, you know, is is our biggest uh, asset, right? Um, so speaking of time, I really appreciate you taking out the time. And I know you both are, are kind of fresh off of working a hurricane. What was the last storm that you that you worked? Was it Ian? It was it was Hurricane Ian. Yes. Oh, wow. Was that was that a lot of flood uh, claims that you worked for that? Or? It was a lot uh, for me specifically starting out. Um, I did move mid-storm uh, to a new location, and it was a little bit more wind um, mm. where I was moved to. Uh, but yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of everything, um, other than tail, obviously. Uh, yeah. But anything to do with water and wind, it was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to jump too much into the storm. I, let me backtrack a little bit. I was just curious about the last last storm you all worked. But um, how did you both get into this this wild industry that we're in? How did you get into adjusting? Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually a family business. So his dad is a veteran catastrophe insurance adjuster, and we had the privilege and opportunity um, to follow follow his lead. Um, we had um, Corey has had his insurance adjuster license for quite some time, and when we got to a point where I was working night shift as a nurse, he was an assistant manager uh, with Sherwin Williams, and we were um, both at a time where we were like, we want to, we want to give this a go and we want to yeah. give this a go together. And, um, we had the opportunity to do ride alongs with his dad and in Colorado actually is where we started. Mm -hmm. And we can't recommend that enough. Um, but we, yeah. we saw how, uh, he operated and, um, he of course had been licensed for years. And then we, we finally, um, I, I guess it was, we officially created our catastrophe insurance adjuster business in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of learned a flow where I was able to operate with him and slowly go to a per diem basis at the hospital. And um, to the point that I ended up leaving nursing altogether and aiding with him with deployments. Um, and of course, every storm we've worked as a team in different capacities. It's just always, as you know, it depends on the storm, uh, yeah. depends on the carrier. Um, but we've been doing this together since 2018. Wow. That's an amazing story. You know that I've I've pieced together some things from your social media because you, you share a lot and, and give us an insight into the inner workings. But it sounds like, you know, that took a lot of bravery. I know it's a family situation, right? Your dad was in it. So you already know he's successful in it, but it takes a lot of bravery to leave your nursing career and come into this. Like, talk about that leap. How did, how did you just say, look, this is what we're going to do? I think we really, um, we, when we did our ride along in Colorado, um, 
we just knew it was exactly what we um, it was what we wanted to do moving forward. And it was what can we do? What what gears can we shift? What things can mm-hmm. we change at the home front to make this industry something that we're both fully in full time? Okay. Okay. So that's that's just amazing. I think the audience is saying that, like Cynthia says, amazing. Cecilia, that's awesome. Yeah, that mirrors a lot of people wanting to leave nursing or leave the bedside medical and, and get into this field. So what was the first deployment that you worked on, both of you? I think it was 2018. Uh, it was a, a hailstorm in Colorado. Uh, it was uh, farm and ranch, yes, some of it anyway. Oh, farm and ranch. That's interesting. Um, a, a lot of driving in the rural. So not your typical, I guess, cookie cutter when you get into it. A lot of the times guys will want to get into it, create um, macros um, where they can just throw it in. But this was um, it was a good learning experience for the first one. Um, yeah. Luckily, we did have family there so I could you know bounce questions off of him. Um, and then my dad also has uh, some buddies. Uh, that's actually how he got into it was um one of my best friends dad's owned a roofing company um in our hometown um so we've all kind of been friends and then he got him into that but um typically they'll go on the same deployments we all kind of uh, go as a crew i guess um so uh that was that's amazing. That was how it really kind of originated um not to get sidetracked but um as far as first deployment goes uh it was a good one because it was a lot of different things um all in one storm a um, little bit of wind a little bit of hail um you know there wasn't a lot of uh big estimates written um so it was a lot of line items so just a good all-around training first storm for me um i don't think i could have stepped into this any better than you know uh how we did um doing it on my own um and something like that to start out is is a lot to take on um especially when you have no idea of kind of the industry and how it works um being able to have a partner with me was just um I mean, that was that that made it because, um, like I said, I couldn't have carried the load like that uh, without uh, without my better half here. So, yeah, uh, but definitely a good one. Um, a lot of a lot of different stuff um, on that storm that, that I got to learn. Um, and you learn something new every storm um, yeah. being the first one. That was a good one to, to get my feet wet. for sure. Totally, totally. Um, and I, I said to myself as, as I was like, you know, preparing for our, our meeting and getting questions together. And I was like, man. It really has to take a lot of uh, weight off of you to have someone there to help you do different things. And I saw some some of your your posts about how you both kind of share the roles and, and what you're doing to get things done. Because it's a lot on new adjusters like coming in and not having any support, being you know thrown out there. Uh, so you 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 both having each other and then having that support of people who have been in this field and know what they're doing to help like. That's hey, there's no better way. There's really not. No. There's a lot of stress. So that that's awesome. So now that you're in this and you both have been doing this, what are some pretty cool things that you've been able to done do or, or structure your life that you think are just like, man, I'm so glad we did this and made this change for our family? Well, the, the number one thing I'll go ahead and speak on on both of our behalves is yeah. is time. Um we got into this wanting to be able to create our own schedule um you know i we both didn't want a nine to five job um i didn't want that you know getting older um we wanted something where we could uh, somewhat have control of our of our schedule um and in this you're kind of at the mercy um of mother nature but even still with this we wanted to be specifically uh, catastrophe adjusters um 
you know, we dabbled in daily, um, but they're daily. So they're working every day. We wanted to be able to make big chunks of money, um, you know, in, in, a, in a short period of time and then to be able to figure out what we wanted to do with the other time, whether it be, you know, chase little storms here and there or just be at the home front and, and spend time with the family. Yeah, um, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, freedom, freedom. I think that's a lot of us. We get into it for that that reason. So, I saw some pictures of you both. Do you have a fifth wheel or or some type of a trailer that you we travel? Had a, with? We had a bumper pull. Yes. Okay, <laughs> you tell us about that. <laughs> we wish we wish we had a camper. We're kind of in between uh, transition periods right now. Um, we sold our camper, but all of our first deployments were actually we had our first two storms. Um, you know, motel life, and um, you learn quickly, especially if you have a dog, um, and at the yeah. time, we had a small dog, and so um, the biggest thing about increase, it, you know, we say something a lot, increase our profit, even if, if it's something small of, let's not get that eagle view, let's, let's get up there and measure that one, the pitch isn't too bad, you know, things like that, we're always increase our profit, so yeah. um, with our dog, we ended up realizing quickly that getting some type of a camper um, would save us quite a bit and it, yeah. it did for quite some time we ended up um, we ended up selling it a while back and this hurricane Ian deployment was our first deployment we didn't have a camper which there are some pluses because with hurricane season a lot of those parks um, um, were were inaccessible so even if you had a rig you'd be parking in a Walmart or um, or another location that yeah. is oftentimes very far out. But um, in this situation, we didn't have a camper. And another thing I wanted to speak to, Sully, that you previously yeah. asked about was as far as um, one thing that I just feel that is that I try to mention yeah. so much um, in, in social media and on my platform because we are a family and we are tailoring this position for us and how it how it works for us and our family mm -hmm. and, a of, and a lot of times I've seen um, uh, I've seen mainly guys that get into the industry and their spouses are at home and I, I just feel like there are so many opportunities where we say something a lot to save a click every claim is just going to take a certain amount of clicks yeah yeah some some claims of course you have a lot, a, a lot more line items, a lot more clicks, yeah. a lot more coverages, a lot more other structures, what have you. But at the end of the day, every claim takes so many clicks that you have to get through. Yeah. Um, and so anything that I could do as his teammate to save him a click makes the turnaround time of that claim that much faster, means that we can have more claims in our queue, means that more insureds are being helped in a more timely manner in a disastrous situation. Yeah. And and it also means that we're working closer together here together instead of him gone and me at me at the home front and I'm at home ready for him to get back home, which I feel a lot of spouses deal with in the industry. So one thing that I just advocate for is it may take time, it may take sacrifice, but there is a way that you all can work as a team that you can make those changes and adjustments to do this together, to save each other clicks, to turn more claims, yeah. um, have more time. Got you. Definitely. Definitely. And I think there are a lot more teams coming into the field. Like um, I just, I, I meet a lot more couples in different uh, capacities. Like at NACA, we met two sisters that worked together. 
So as preparing to come together and work as a team, how do you approach that um, conversation with the firms? I know they're open to it, but how have you both built those relationships and letting them know, hey, we're working as a team? If you're interested in getting into this lucrative career, make sure you go to adjusterpro.com. That's where I went. Use my code SD2022 to save 10%. You know, hey, we're working as a team. It's, uh, the firms love it for the most yeah. part. The, one, uh, the ones that we know um, that we haven't worked for and the ones that we've worked for, um, they don't mind it one bit. Now, where you get into um, first contacts, um, some carriers or some firms, um, they'll want uh, you to fill out some paperwork um, as to who, if they're, if they're not the licensed adjuster and they're your teammate, um, you know, the carrier wants to know who that person is that's making these initial contacts. Um, Just and basic confidentiality agreements that some yeah. carriers will, will require. But many times, especially in hurricane situations, adjusters are sometimes hiring third-party assistants to assist with first contacts. Um, so yeah. as long as everyone, most all the carriers are pretty happy as long as everyone is aware of the confidentiality of protecting the insured. This is all about speed. It's all about turnaround. They want claims turned fast. Everybody knows that. So, yeah. you know, the more hands you have in it, um, you can get more work done. Um, so it just, makes, it just makes sense. So, so they're on board with it. So long as you're handling everything appropriately and turning in, um, you know, turning in good files, um, I don't, they don't see a problem with it one bit. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. So from from what you think or what you've seen in the industry now, what do you think are some things that would make adjusters or would make an adjuster in the top 10% of field adjusters? Speed. Certifications or, you know, what'd you say? Speed, Corey? Speed. It's all about speed. If you can, if you can write good files and turn them quick. Same day. That's, that's what they want. Yeah. They, yeah. they, for the most part, they want you to scope what you, I know a lot of guys operate different. Um, this is just work, what works for us. This is how we were trained. We tried it different ways and it still works this way. So um, it, to write what you scoped that day, they really like that. Um, you know, scope however many X amount, write those the same day, get them turned in. If you can keep that, they, these guys don't mind if you're writing three or six, as long as you're consistent, turning in good files, um, uh, you know they, they stay happy so i would i would say speed is is probably the number one they like uh turnaround and mm -hmm. um you know not having any problems um That's you know, and, and that, that that directly correlates to, to your files being turned in so that you know yeah. they don't want to have a lot of phone calls saying uh, you know this adjuster drove up in my yard and not in my driveway and you know he's arguing with the da on this or that or he's you know made this contractor mad you know they don't want a lot of problems so um, if you can minimize the headaches for the carrier and for your store manager um, and turn turn claims, uh, I think that's that's the most important things. Um, there's a lot of different things involved, but uh, for the most part, uh, I would say that's what they're that's what they're looking for. That'll definitely elevate you above above most. Yeah, that'll get a spotlight on you, huh? <laughs> no problems. <laughs> and I might add, we call things the X factor things. These oh. are the things that. Um, it, in doing what Corey mentioned is to be in the top 10 is mm -hmm. not not your store manager not having to hold your hand and having quality claims turned in quick. But with that, for him to be able to do that, for us to be able to do that and turn those claims quickly with high quality that aren't getting kickbacks that are going straight through mm -hmm. um, insured insurance carrier, everyone's happy. 
at the same time, handling the X factor stuff, handling the fact that you had, for instance, Hurricane Ian. Mm -hmm. um, we had all of our claims scheduled out on the island uh, for, for Myers Beach. And then all and everything was good to go. Everyone was falling in place um, with scheduling. We were getting them getting our big claims scheduled to a day. Some of our other ones that were um, smaller files with less damage for a day. Everything was pinning out right. Mayor issues a warning saying, hey, on these days, this is for authorized personnel only. Insurance adjusters do not fall, do not fall within that criteria. So all of a sudden we have to rearrange all of the scheduling, keep insureds happy, make phone calls, continue scheduling, continue scoping, continue submitting files. That's just one X factor of hundreds. That yeah, that happens. could be a whole different um, segment of its own with all the X factor stuff. <laughs> but to wrap that things up, that go wrong. <laughs> being adaptable. Yes. You have to be adaptable when you when you when you do this. Um, you. When, you, when you go into it thinking that this is how it's going to work, you're going to be dead wrong. Um, there's <laughs> going to be flat tires. There is going to be yeah. mishaps. There is going to be a load of stuff that you just even in training, um, you know, you, you can't experience or come across. Um, it is it is just stuff that you just have to learn as you go. But if you're adaptable and say no sweat, you know, I'll handle it and move on. Um, I think you'll, you'll do, you'll go for it. Um, yeah. You know, I was going to ask the question, what was your most prized like equipment? I guess you really answered that. It's your ability to adapt, your ability to be malleable. That's, that's probably the best thing that you can have on a deployment because things change. Like you say, you could be doing it one way, one day, and then the next hour, boom, something comes out, happens, changes your whole, your whole, uh, program so i completely agree with that that and if, and if you say you're going to do something do it um yeah. that, that was an important lesson um that, that i learned too you know if you, if you tell somebody something go ahead and follow through with it um that means a lot especially in today's time um when everything is about you know turn around um really um having empathy and sympathy for the people um you yes. know people pick up on that you know if you're going and I, they know you have a job to do um but if you're yeah. going and, and really you know leveling with them and you know talking to them that goes a long way um even on the back end you know you'll have insurance call into the firm saying you know this gesture was great um you know you know he really talked me through the process you know he, he didn't treat me as a, as a claim number um and a lot of the times that's what these guys do and um, that just comes with years of experience to be able to do that. Um, yeah. So I think that's super important too. I agree with you. I agree. And um, the, not showing empathy is probably one of the biggest ways to get kicked off of a deployment. Um, these people have gone through a, a, a huge catastrophe. Some of them losing family members, uh, loss of probably the most prized possessions in their life. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. Showing empathy is, is pretty much number one. You're definitely right. Uh, we got some questions here from the Academy members that are in the audience. Uh, Stacia asks, I just got my license last week. Congrats, Stacia. What advice would you give new adjusters? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, whoever wants to go first on that one. <laughs> I would say start making phone calls, getting on rosters, um, getting in touch with people, networking um, in this industry. Uh, you'll go further quicker by the relationships that you establish. Um, so the more firms that you can call, touch base with their HR, touch base with their deployment manager and tell them a joke or something, um, you know, really make yeah. an impression. Um, let them know, speak to them. Um, I think that's that's important for when you're just starting out 
um, is just to, to make those contacts, just to reach out to people um, and just to have people where you can just just ask your questions. Um, you know, it seems like it's an easy thing to do to uh, find information, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes you just need somebody right there that you can just pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I got this question real quick, rather than trying to research it and, you know, look through, you know, a bunch of forums or, or YouTube or podcasts or stuff like that to find the information. So yeah, uh, definitely yeah. making, making uh, getting relationships established is important for you. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Cindy says, all right, we've got another question here. Um, are there any certifications or any firms that are, are actually offer certifications? Um, I know that um, some firms on their back end offer certifications. Are there any that kind of stick out for either of you that helped you in the field? Rope and harness, anything like that? I know that um, the firm that I've worked for, they did do a Xactimate training uh, where you were a level one certified or whatever it's yeah. called. They did that at their uh, conference. Um, I know firms out there, a lot of the times, um, depending on uh, situation, um, you know, they'll, they'll pay for like Hague certifications. People love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's an expensive one. Um, if, 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 Y'all out there don't know that one's that one's the one that you want to get paid for. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's yeah. all uh, case specific as far as is um, you know what firms pay for what certificates, what certificates they want to see. Because yeah. um, being in this, we haven't been in it too long, but long enough. Um, they're not overly important. Uh, they definitely look good. They definitely um, help you out in the long run. I know that I could learn a ton of stuff if I just went to an exactimate training. Um, yeah. But you don't. It's not required necessarily to, to have certain certifications that you think you may need to have um, uh, to get the firms to, to really look at you. I mean, it looks good on paper, but really, ultimately, if, if you know what you're doing, um, they just want to they just want to see that you know how to do your job. Um, yeah. Just a bonus to have some of those certifications. I agree. It's it's um. I don't think some people want to believe it, but it's the soft skills that really probably make you the most money in my opinion in this industry, like the showing the empathy, the having customer service, being um, organized, being just on time, following through and doing what you're saying you're gonna do. Those are the people I feel that make it through deployments the longest. Um, so I appreciate you both and your opinions on that. Um, so as far as the future, 2023 and beyond, what are the plans for the shoemates? What are what's what are you gonna do this year? What's what's your kind of strategy? We'll start our rain dance soon um, <laughs> for hail season. So okay. uh, you know we, we always uh, hope for the for the same thing um, for Mother Nature to uh, to deliver. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you know that's it's sad to say because that's how we make our living at the expense of, of somebody else's you know property being damaged. But mm -hmm. um, it's the world that we live in, so. Um, yeah, we're always hoping for an early storm season and and, and continuing on to a, to a late hurricane season. Not too late, you know. We did we did happen to work over Christmas and New Year's I guess last year. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just a, a long good storm season is what what we're hoping for. And I I too am wanting to build more relationships. I've I've started to um, gain a lot of support actually on TikTok um, with our. I tried to do a daily log of our deployment with Hurricane Ian. And, yeah, um, and I really just, I appreciated the contacts that I've made through that. So I do want to share even the, you know, the basic stuff behind the scenes of just getting ready to go. I know I had so many people think it was so funny that we were just 
having to sew curtains for our camper <laughs> shell. You know, these are the things that, you, you know, this is what we're doing to prep. And, you know, I just wanted to share, um, share that from a different lens, from, um, from a teammate's lens, from a female's lens. Yeah. Um, and then um, I also want to connect with you more about the resources that are out there for this industry, for people that are interested with getting into this. Um, and definitely um, advocate for families um, to see what changes that they have to they have to make to um, to make something like this work for them. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people want to hear more about that, and I get a lot of questions about um, people having families and having small children and wanting to know, hey, is this something I can really do? So I appreciate you being you both being transparent and letting people in. Um, and I definitely want to network more with more adjusters and, and definitely with both of you this year. Um, if you could tell us, like, how do we stay in touch with you and follow your journey? Because when I see people ask questions about, you know, having small kids and being in this, I'm going to shoot them your way. <laughs> I feel like you guys are, are, are definitely experts at this. So how do we continue to follow the journey? Sure. Um, well, we are newly engaged. Um, yes, and so we're going to be sneaking off to Colorado in a few months and making it official. Um, so for right now, the handle is Rebecca.Macon. Um, and that's the same um, same handle for Instagram, TikTok, um, uh, Facebook. Everything there is where you can find anything about following our storms. Um, this guy's not a fan of social media, so any way that you want to reach him or speak to him directly, it's via me. Um, and he um, he loves that, and I love that. We operate, and we both have our strengths, and we both have our things that um, that you know make us tick, inspire us. And I love connecting with people behind the scenes. He loves he loves tinkering. He loves doing you know doing a good job for people. And so we uh, we we. She's the face and the voice. I get you, Corey. You know, I'm married to funny that when we go to conference and, and, and I take her, um, you know, all the HR and all my store managers and um, just other adjusters, you know, they're kind of shocked when they find out that they're they're actually talking to her in an email <laughs> rather than me. Uh, it makes me sound really good. So um, my, my husband's the same way. He, he likes to, to be behind the scenes doing his thing. And I think that's great that we have teams that work out like this. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Teamwork makes the dream work. I appreciate both of you spending time with us here on this afternoon. Corey and Rebecca Shoemate, you both know how to get in touch with them. Um, I know it's going to be changing in a few months. Congratulations on the engagement. We're going to stay in touch this year. Hopefully I can have you both back on. Uh, claims and deployments permitting um, to talk more about your journey. Absolutely. Thank you. Pleasure Kelly. being here. Likewise, likewise. So I appreciate everyone for being on. This is a gesture way to 100K with Corey and Rebecca Shoemate. Thank you once again for being on and talk to you soon. If you're interested in getting into this lucrative career, make sure you go to adjusterpro.com. That's where I went. Use my code SD. 2022 to save 10%. Now, if you want to get into this industry and utilize the best strategy to grow your career, you know where to go. 100kadjuster.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Talk to you next week.